0: Welcome to Blessed and Abundant, the podcast that empowers you to stop being average and start living life more abundantly. We
1: are your hosts, Kayla and Mate, and we are so excited to help you live an abundant life spiritually, emotionally, and relationally. love woo, it. Woo, woo. Welcome, welcome, lovely people.
0: So, guys, there's a fun fact about our channel, both on YouTube and here, even on Instagram, where over 70% of our audience are single. Yes. That is a huge, huge percentage. Yes. And I can't even begin to tell you how many DMs I get on a weekly basis from single Christian, particularly particularly ladies, um,
1: asking me questions
0: about the single season. So we said, let's do a Q&A for our single peeps here on the podcast.
1: True. And that's what we're going to do. We collected some questions mm-hmm. that we had and that are pretty interesting I like them we just I just had a glimpse you two we didn't kind of uh, delve deep into them mm-hmm. uh, we just took a quick look and and that's it and yeah we we were all single once I was single <laughs> for nine years and I really hope that there there's some wisdom there's some wisdom that we have to to share with you guys so we welcome you and we fun. honor you
0: we were all single once that was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> that's true Yeah. So I'm going to be the moderator. I'm going to go through the questions and we're just going to kind of free for all. it. We'll see what comes up and we'll go from there.
1: Question number one.
0: So one of the questions is basically like, how do you make the most out of your single season while you're waiting for a relationship to come? What do you do in that time of waiting? Boom. Yeah. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah, we In did. In many different like videos and a couple times or maybe once on the podcast, who knows anymore. Yeah. Um, I would say one of the main things that we always preach about is the importance of emotional healing and getting yourself whole while you're single. Because as we've experienced and as many people have told us that what you like enter into marriage with, these are the things that end up causing the issues, the triggers, the just the hard speed bumps of marriage are things that you bring into it. Mm-hmm. So if you can spend this time pursuing wholeness at all costs, like signing up for an emotional healing session, like if you need to go to a Christian counselor, go to a Christian counselor, read the books about emotional healing, get in touch with your emotions, how to identify the what are the roots of the emotions, journal about your emotions, just – take the time getting whole and healed that for me is like the number one thing mm-hmm. that I would I would say
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's a, that's a number one thing definitely we talked about it in our as you said previous videos and podcasts mm-hmm. that's true where we delved deep into that i would i would add a second second point to that that's obviously a number one i agree with you mm-hmm. and the, the number two i would say like have fun in this season because if we are so expectant and already living in our next season we're not getting the most out of this season it's actually something that the lord is also teaching us right now as Mm -hmm. we are as we are in croatia and um we're both dreamers babes mm-hmm. and we both have all these dreams and that we want to accomplish and goals and stuff and we look in the future and dream about them all one day when we have this or when we do this and this and i think it's easy when you're single to dream about how is it going to be when you have someone that you actually miss all the fun and excitement about this season so i'd also say like uh maybe reorganize reprioritize refresh your vision for what you have now and enjoy in the now but with already having kind of a vision and going back to this first point that my babe said of getting whole and doing that but not just living this season for 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 that but also enjoying it
0: mm-hmm. yeah i would also say another tip it's like a practical tip because clearly this person wants to be in a relationship and it's always a good idea to start being the person that you want to end up with like Work on yourself, become the best woman that you can become, set up the best habits that you can do, just whatever it is. If it means working on your spiritual growth, working on your physical growth, like whatever it is or what it looks like to you, start now. I think sometimes we wait and think, oh, well, when we get married, then I'll learn how to cook or when we get married, I'll learn how to establish my prayer life. But you don't need to wait for that and I would advise you to not wait for that because it's already an adjustment enough to figure these things out in marriage. So whatever you can do now to just be the best version of yourself so that when God brings your person, they are getting the best of you and I – truly believe that by you being your best that you are also going to attract and be attracted to someone who is their best this is not law of attraction crap this is just yeah if you are respecting yourself and honoring yourself that you are working towards your best self chances are you are going to be attracted to a man who is also doing that too so just pursue growth and your best your best version
1: That's amazing. Mm. You actually stole some of the sentences that that Mm. I wanted to say. I had that, and I think a lot of people have that. You think about when you enter a relationship or marriage, and you think when i'm married and when i get married then i will do this or mm-hmm. then i will resolve this or then i will start cooking or mm-hmm. then i will stop i don't know struggling with porn or then i will stop no like marriage doesn't automatically <laughs> erase uh, things from your past that you haven't dealt for marriage automatically mm-hmm. doesn't make you a better person mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all you're doing so i would say whatever the lord has brought up to you and you recognize that oh i'm struggling with this oh well this mm-hmm. is this don't postpone it and think oh i'm gonna dealt with it in marriage no mm-hmm. it's it's gonna maybe ruin your marriage or not ruin <coughs> but like make your marriage so much harder so if the lord is bringing it up in your heart just attack it with with him
0: yeah marriage will magnify everything <laughs> yes that's a good word babes.
1: Mm-hmm. is that your word or for someone else what do you the magnifying thing
0: is that my way do
1: i don't know did you pick it up for someone or it's No, oh, yeah just, i just said it oh it was so good <laughs> really? that was, i'm not joking you should put this in a stinking post or a story
0: thank you honey i will
1: 100 That was so how does your marriage magnifies
0: yeah marriage will magnify everything
1: yeah that's true whatever issue
0: you have it'll be magnified in marriage that's good mm-hmm. okay next question Ooh, okay, so this is someone who is still finding it hard to get over someone that she has broken up with. So it's like, how do you navigate that? And do you try to date other people? Or like, what do you do? Mm. If you are not over someone, I would do some deep digging with the Lord and get down to the root of it. Because I would say that oftentimes if a relationship ends, I mean, it it ends for a reason. Like I truly believe that things that are for you will not end. So if something ends and it wasn't yours to begin with, like God is not going to take something away from you that's meant to be yours or unless it's an Isaac situation. But most time in these cases, if something ended, it ended for a reason. So Mm -hmm. I would really like get to the bottom of it with the Holy Spirit to see, okay, what am I missing about this person? Why am I not healing from this? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we end up romanticizing the person and romanticizing the relationship. And that yeah. can really point us to a lot of root things in us that maybe the Lord wants to deal with. Because either the Lord will kind of show you, hey, maybe you thought this person was was perfect for you. But if the Lord reveals to you like this person didn't put you as a priority, this person didn't see a future with you, this person um, wasn't godly or whatever it is, you'll be able to break ties in a different way because you see the truth. So I think it's normal for us to just romanticize how we think the relationship was when maybe it wasn't that. So that could be a reason why you're still not over this person. I think a safe thing to do In any like ending of a relationship, would be to break soul ties with someone and just. It could be a simple prayer like in your own words, but basically saying like, Lord, like I sever ties, like I break ties with this person, anything that I may have taken from them, anything that they may have taken from me, we just break that and we renounce that in the name of Jesus. And I ask you, Lord, to to make me whole again and to just again break that association from that person. Mm-hmm. I think that's another smart thing to do Yeah, regardless of how you're feeling. But if you do a breakup, that's like yeah. a good good thing to do that's good
1: babes yeah i think you were on point with that and like we're just idolizing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people or making an idol out of them or relationship then it could be super super hard Right. but on but also i think it's worth mentioning that the process of grieving it's also important mm-hmm. and we obviously don't know how long is is this person trying to get over someone mm-hmm. But there is a process of grieving that's healthy, that's, it's, that should happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe we were just avoiding the process of grieving true. that our soul and our heart just needs and just cry it out for a mm-hmm. week, two, three. I don't know. Everybody's mm-hmm. different. But if we also skip that, maybe our soul is telling us, hey, right. like, I'm still sad here. I'm still sad about that. You haven't grieved that. So it mm-hmm. could be that too.
0: Yeah, that's true. And with the sub question here, should I be trying to date other people? I would say 100% no. If there's anything lingering in your heart over someone else, deal with it. Like you said, don't push past it. Don't try to get into another relationship. A, that's not really fair to the other person that you're going to start to date if you're still having lingering feelings for someone else. And it's just going to get complicated really, really quickly. And I would just say that before you enter into any relationship just make sure your heart is as whole and healed as possible from the previous relationship and like we said in the earlier question whatever you have to do to get whole pursue it if that means going to a christian counselor if that means talking to a friend about it like do what you have to do so that you are as intact as possible Mm -hmm. before entering Mm -hmm. into another relationship because We just bring baggage from one relationship to the next and it ends up creating more chaos for you, for the other person involved, and then for the future people that they date and the future person you date. And it just turns out to be a snowball effect in the wrong direction. So take your time, no matter how long it takes, go through this work with the Lord. Like my babe said, don't avoid the grieving. Don't avoid what the Lord is trying to reveal.
1: That's good, babes. You round it up so well. It's like don't use another person um for your happiness mm-hmm. it's it's not fair it's like you and the lord <laughs> that's what's going to bring up the joy not the other person they they cannot bring you happiness mm-hmm. and joy so don't look don't seek Don't seek that healing in another person.
0: Yeah. And I don't obviously know this person's situation, so I'm not saying this specifically towards you. But in general, if you're feeling like I need to be with someone else or I really want to be with someone else, but you're still not over the past person, then maybe the Lord is trying to reveal, like Mate just said, maybe there's some loneliness that the Lord wants to work through in you. Maybe he wants to show you that the Lord wants to be the love of your soul, that no one else is going to fill that void Mm. because it's gonna end up being a cycle that you're trying to fill where the Lord is like, no, I wanna take that place. So maybe that in and of itself is kind of showing you, hey, this might be the route that the Lord wants to work through in me, is strengthening my relationship with the Lord, not with finding another boyfriend.
1: Mm. That's good. Mm -hmm. Nothing to add there, babes.
0: Love it. Mm. This is a hot take. Very passionate about this one. Should you, as a believer, date a non-believer?
1: <laughs> I I have an answer. I think you do too. Go ahead. I'm going first.
0: Yeah, you seem so excited.
1: <sighs> uh, I mean, it's a hard one in a way because I, okay, I'm just gonna say an answer. Mm-hmm. I think I think for me, for me, it's a no.
0: I think it's clear for everyone in the Bible it's a no. <laughs>
1: it's a no and but i understand where this is coming from because i actually know a couple of people mm-hmm. that are really really strong spirit-filled believers amazing people strong people and they would fell in love with someone who's a non-believer and thinking oh i'm just slowly gonna introduce christ to them i can slowly just work evangelizing them i can slowly bring them to change Mm -hmm. i can just we can pray together at least we can start with one it doesn't work it's don't put that on yourself you're gonna Uh end up as their savior and Mm -hmm. you're not their savior you're gonna put so much pressure on you on your relationship there's gonna be resentment they're gonna feel like you're pushing them into something they don't want and i i would not advise that
0: it is a hard No, And I'm not afraid to say it because it's what the word of God says. So if you have a problem, take it up with the Lord. (laughs) But the Bible is so clear about not being unequally yoked. And that's what that means. And to your point, babes, I would say to anyone, the issue is when you're already developing feelings. So there is so much time in between that your heart could have been guarded against this person, but because you might have had these ideas like, well, oh, well, maybe, and you allowed yourself to get to a place, well, now you're idolizing and romanticizing what it would be. Mm-hmm. As you said, we're not meant to be anybody's Moses or savior. Like, If someone's going to have a relationship with the Lord and it is based on you carrying carrying them to the cross- It is not going to stick. They are going to be relying on you and that is not your role and that's not a way for a successful relationship to start. If in your heart you really feel like someone is for you and they're not a believer, then ask the Lord and say, Lord, I feel like this is the person for me. If I am right, I trust you enough to give you this time to work on his or her, her heart And when the time is right, I would love for you to confirm it to both of us multiple times that now it's time for us to be in a relationship. And if the person is for you, like I've definitely heard stories about that where people really do come to the Lord, but that's God's doing. That's his timing. That's his work. It's not on you. And it's a very dangerous and slippery slope because the fact of the matter is we think that our faith will be enough to carry them, Mm. but it's not. Instead, Their lack of faith could be the very thing that brings you further away from God.
1: True, true.
0: So you don't even want to compromise yourself in that. So if the relationship is for you, you better believe that God will bring it about in the right time. And it is so clear in scripture, especially if you're a lady that – The men, the husbands in our lives Are supposed to be the spiritual leaders If they're not even a believer in Christ To begin with How How in the world can they lead you spiritually And if you are a believer Then Jesus should be your number one priority And if Jesus is your number one priority And your everything And the reason that you breathe And get up in the morning Then there's no way Mm -hmm. That you can be with someone That doesn't see life through that lens Because let me tell you When the storms of life come especially in a marriage or in a relationship you're going to be the only one praying your person's not going to be praying for you not going to be praying for your relationship not going to be believing in God and having trust and faith in God you're going to be alone that is going to be a lonely road and that is going to be a hard road and if you want to get involved in that you have to really ask yourself do I want to say yes to these things because it's going to be hard super hard
1: Can we drop the mic, people? My baby went into full preaching mode.
0: Well, can I say one more thing? Yeah. The other thing, so let's say you are already in a marriage. Let's say maybe you weren't a believer and you became a believer or you didn't know this and you married an unbeliever and now your faith is super strong. Once you're already in the covenant of marriage, God honors marriage. He loves marriage. He loves covenant. Once you are already married, you best believe that you can pray your butt off for your spouse's Mm -hmm. salvation it even says in the bible that you as a believer like your house will be blessed because of you but it also says that it's not up to us to shove it down people's throats like i think it's in second peter where it says something about like the husbands will literally be turned like their hearts will be turned because of like the gentleness of the wife that the wife doesn't have to even say a thing So if you're already married, don't think that, oh, it's over. No, I have seen and heard God miraculously change relationships when there's fervent prayers of the other person, but have a pure heart about it. It's God's timing. It's not for you to be like, God, I can't believe he is taking so long to go to church. He never goes to church with me. No, it's like, Lord, this is my husband. I love him. I want his soul to be saved. I'm praying for him. Uh, you know soften his heart turn his heart of stone into a heart of flesh work on him help me lord be the best representation of jesus for my spouse so they will be inspired to know you like those are the prayers that the lord would never deny because god loves marriage so if you're already married it's not over god can mm-hmm. work a miracle
1: <laughs> i think to add there <laughs> <laughs> what can Hallelujah. i add after that <clears throat> crushed it babes yeah i agree with everything you said yeah that's i wanted it.
0: to say that because someone might be like oh shoot i'm already married to my person <laughs> isn't a believer i screwed up like god is so kind he has so much grace and mercy for us that there's no such thing as making a mistake too big that he can't fix and that's a wonderful thing yeah okay a quick one well, i don't know if it'll be a quick one what do we think about dating apps <clears throat> as a christian
1: i think they're cool like why the heck not um dating apps as a christian i mean obviously i um, maybe i'm not the right person for that because i never used them Mm -hmm. and i don't even know a lot about them i do know like tinder and stuff for i I think from what i've heard it's a big no-no because people just use it for just hooking up and i don't know am i right
0: yeah i i have used dating apps in the past so i actually have a is a different perspective? I would say be yeah, very careful. Be super careful. I'm not against it. God can use any means to bring your spouse. But just like us scrolling on Instagram, a dating app is set up for you to scroll, to swipe, whatever it is, and to look at the superficial things that you see to judge whether or not you should be with someone that already in and of itself isn't really super biblical and it's not really giving you a full picture of someone. So that's one thing. If you're only like, oh, so-and-so is cute. He has a dog. This, this, and that. like, Are you getting to the root of like, okay, is he a strong believer? You're not going to be able to tell that through the app. So sometimes it gets you in this very superficial mindset where like we talked about one of our YouTube videos, there's a difference between having like our wish list for our future spouse and having standards that we don't falter on, like the standards that we stand firm on. You can't tell that much as you're swiping. That's one thing you have to be wary of is having discernment. The second thing is it is really hard for you to guard your heart on a dating app because you don't know the person on the other side of this app where their heart is. They might say they're a Christian, but are they really a man of God or a woman of God? And you're opening yourself up. You might be texting them already. You might already start having feelings for them. And then when you see things that are compromised in their life, you are going to be like, oh, well, I already kind of like them. And it's going to be harder for you to say no. Mm -hmm. So I'm not against it. I would say pray about it. Have some accountability partners, like some godly people in your life that are kind of almost checking up on you and checking up on, okay, like, who are you talking to? Are you dating anyone from the app? And I would be very prayerful about it and ask the Lord for wisdom and discernment because it can get tricky really quick. And, yeah, I just think it comes with a lot of, uh, like, guardrails, a lot of potential issues that it's already hard enough to date in real life. <laughs> like, that yeah. you're adding all these other layers to it As a Christian with...
1: What about like Christian dating apps?
0: Even that. Same thing. Because that's the thing. Now everything becomes saturated. And there's still anyone that can go on there and say that they're a Christian, but they're not walking with the Lord. (laughs) They could still be someone on a Christian dating app who is okay with having sex before marriage and ends up getting drunk with his or her buddies on the weekends and doesn't have a prayer life with the Lord. So you still have to really, really make sure that you're guarding your heart and your mind. It's really, really tricky.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like I'm still sticking with my initial answer. It's like, yes, why not? But I think you said a very good point, babes. Just pray about it. Let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you. And yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, but have some people that can hold you accountable. Like, I have seen friends of mine who are just so eager to be in a relationship. And I've been with them as they are scrolling, and it becomes such a mindless thing where they are getting like a dopamine rush every time someone is messaging them. And it just becomes a really unhealthy thing that you are uh, filling voids in your heart of loneliness and the fear that you might have about being in a relationship. You are just covering these voids with this app that's making you feel good about yourself and you're not dealing with things so have someone that can really check you if you need to be checked because i've seen some friends of mine just get in some sticky situations
1: that's good babes Mm -hmm.
0: all right this is a good one for you babes because i think you managed this really well when you were single so the question is how do you balance having a healthy desire for marriage one day but you're still trying to be content in your singleness. So it's that tension of wanting marriage but being content being single.
1: <laughs> I have a blank face. Oh, that's, you do? That's I, a good question. I feel like
0: you you walked this.
1: I did. But it's interesting, as I was walking through it, I never thought about these, these things. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm different because I wanted marriage, but it was not a number one True. of my priorities. You're I'm, a guy. Yeah, and I'm a guy, <laughs> and I was just so much more free, and I had so much freedom mm-hmm. that I didn't think about it uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. So having a good, having like uh, a desire for marriage is good. It's healthy. It's 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 pushing you. You always have your eyes open, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there is something that the Lord wants to do in your season right now in you in this season right now and um i don't know babes it's like i feel like we we talked about it a lot in the first question that we yeah that we answered that. Mm-hmm. like all the enjoy the season i really did enjoy my single season there were some some hard moments you Mm -hmm. know you're all cuddled up uh, in the evening you're watching a movie it's raining outside you just want someone to to cuddle to to kiss to to go to the movies to exchange uh a gentleness like whatever that that looks like Mm -hmm. um But yeah, just learn how to enjoy your single season. I I don't know. What do you have, babes? Help me
0: out. Yeah, I think it's hard. I I know that some some women, especially, when we say things like, enjoy it, they're like, well, how can I enjoy it when this is the one thing that I want and everyone around me has it and I don't have it? And I would say, give yourself grace because in my experience, unlike Mate, I wanted to be married and I Mm -hmm. wanted a family. So... I guess give yourself grace that it's a process and it's it's uh, not linear, it's cyclical. And what I mean by that is that it's not like okay, you're struggling with being single and then you're going down this line and then you're great with being single and you're done. No, it's more like you're okay being single one month, a couple months pass, Now you're not okay with it and then it's like you just keep going back and forth and seasons change. Like you said, maybe it's the holiday season and you're – Extra depressed because it's super romantic and you're lonely, or maybe your bestest friend is now in a relationship, so you're lonely because their time is being taken and you're going back to that feeling. And then maybe sometimes you're thriving in life and you have your your workout routine and you're in a small group and it's summertime and life is good and you're free and you love your freedom, and it's all of that all the time, and you're going back and forth, back and forth. And I think that's okay. I think that's normal. So I think just kind of being okay going with that flow and that cadence, but paying attention to those harder moments when you're like, okay, like this is what I want so bad and I don't have it. Use those times to push into the Lord more and to ask Him the roots that are there that He wants to deal with in your singleness. For me, when I was single, The main thing I had to keep revisiting with the Lord was that I had fear in my heart that I would never get married and that I would never have children. And what that pointed to is that I didn't trust God in this area of my life to be good. I didn't trust him to fulfill this promise. And it took me many months to get there to realize that I was Believing a lie about God, believing that he wasn't a promise keeper, believing that he didn't have good gifts for me, believing that maybe I wasn't worthy for these good gifts. So that time turned out to be beautiful because he was able to show me that I had that lie in my heart about him. I never would have seen that if I just brushed it off and like, oh, no, it's fine. So when you are in those dark moments, those dark nights of the soul, when you are crying, you are yearning, you're like Hannah's prayer and Samuel praying for a marriage, weeping over a marriage, and you have no one in sight. Those are the times for you to just push into the Lord Mm -hmm. with all that you have and see what truth he wants to reveal over the emotions that you're experiencing. So I would say use those dark times. And then for the other times, like Mate just said, enjoy yourself. Like, don't wait for your life to start once you get married. Be bold. If you're lonely, find a group to join, find a small group, find a way that you can give back to your community, find some good girlfriends that. I'm assuming you're like, everyone's a girl who wrote these questions. (laughs) Find a good community of girlfriends that are going to pray for you. Girlfriends that are hopefully going through the same season as you, or just maybe we're in your season so they can cover you in prayer. They can speak truth over you. Get into the Bible, read the word of God. Every question that we have in life is answered in the Bible. Uh, Worship, go to worship nights. Go to the gym or sign up for a fitness class. Go on a trip with your girlfriends. Like don't wait to start living your life. And that's like a healthy way of always knowing that you might have this tension of I really want marriage, but I'm okay being single. And it's going to kind of be like a seesaw sometimes depending on where it's leaning and being okay with that and knowing that that's so normal. Mm -hmm. That is so, so normal.
1: Yeah. I... I want to go back to something that you said that I remember that I did hmm. in the moments when when it was hard. Um, and you, you said it so well. It is your opportunity to press into the, mm-hmm. the Lord. And what I would do, I would... The pain that I was feeling in my heart, the, the yearning mm-hmm. that I was feeling for, for someone, for that person, I would just i would just give to the lord and i would say okay lord this is the desire that i have Mm -hmm. you be my one and only you fill that need you feel that desire Mm -hmm. but because there's obviously there's something in me that is yearning but it's yearning actually for you and i would it's kind of a tricky your mind and your soul you think you want that person you think mm-hmm. you want their sweetness you think you want their love you think you want their company and maybe you do but it's actually a cry of your heart for the lord yeah. because he is our he he is the not the bride the the bridegroom mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. the bridegroom and only he can do it so i would always like that the tension that was here, that was there, I would use it to get my heart closer to, to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, um, you will never, never, ever, mm-hmm. ever in your life ever have that, uh, experience again once you find your person. Mm-hmm. So the longings and the yearnings and the, you're crying out to the Lord when you're single and the herd that you're, giving him to get closer mm-hmm. to him is a once in a lifetime opportunity to use that longing that you have to reconnecting to connect on a deeper level with him so yeah
0: so good love that okay we have two more questions this next one i kind of already answered but i want to hear your take and i think i have something else to add so what was your biggest fear during your season of singleness while you were waiting
1: oh Mm-hmm. I actually have one or two okay. that were always, always, always hanging over my head. It it was that something is wrong with me
0: mm.
1: and that I'm weird. Like, why am I single for nine years? Something's wrong, Wendy. I'm weird and I, I, I don't know mm-hmm. what to do with it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to push myself and... Be this loner guy, mm-hmm. like a wolf, a lone wolf that's in his cave, but I also don't want to be forcing myself into a relationship mm-hmm. or into dating just so that other people around me can see that I'm actually normal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um it was on one end, me questioning myself, is everything okay with me and will I ever find anyone? And on the other hand, it's actually fear of men because mm-hmm. When you're young, you like people around you just expect it mm-hmm. and they ask you questions and stuff, and then they start to comment and they start to wonder. And it was just fighting the fear of men and what others will think or say, mm-hmm. but also thinking, Oh, is everything okay with me? Those are the two biggest fears. And of course, none of them came true because I met you in the most unexpected Mm -hmm. way that I could that I could ever imagine and
0: but how did you manage it in the moments like in your singleness how did you manage those fears
1: well I knew that what people were saying to me people that are close to me or the, the the wider circle of my people I don't know how to say it people around me um it's like you you know that their concern in a way, air quotes, is coming from a good place because they love you, mm-hmm. you know, they want the best that's for you, but they were more speaking out of their like manly eyes mm-hmm. and out of their manly thinking that, and not from the heart of God. It's like what I would do now is if I can go back, I don't want to go back, <laughs> but <laughs> if I was back... I think I would ask them, okay? Thank you. Did is this you telling me or right. did you actually pray are you actually praying for me and the Lord told you that you're supposed to so speak that into me that you're concerned that I'm weird that mm-hmm. how why am I alone? So that would be something that I would that I would definitely do mm-hmm. now. Um I remember I was just I was shifting my focus to the Lord. Whenever that would come I would shift my focus to the Lord and say like, you you and I, Lord, had a deal. I told you that I, this marriage is not number one priority on my list and that you can do it whenever you want. And I'm still, I'm kind of holding you. I know that you're going to do it and I'm waiting, I'm here, it's going to happen, I don't want to force it, so it was just reminding myself and focusing my attention to the Lord, to Him, that everything's going to be good, and yeah, that that's mm-hmm. how I got through it, mm-hmm. because if you start thinking about and entertaining the thoughts about others or yourself, and am I really, am I really, am I really, is it really true, oh, shoot,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah, I would say just be mindful of that, and if you have a mentor or a coach or someone who's actually speaking into your life Mm -hmm. i would say good and whatever they tell you if they're praying for you and if it actually comes from the heart of god then listen Mm -hmm. to them Mm -hmm. otherwise if it's just manly concern then
0: right right
1: yeah it's just gonna bring fear fear into you
0: Mm -hmm. good um yeah like mine I, i mentioned earlier i had the fear that god wasn't good and that he wasn't gonna fulfill the promise of marriage And just like yours, I feel like the only way to combat fears, you have to seek the Lord for his truth. You yourself have to do it. You need to hear it from the mouth of God, what is his truth about that situation, and to not be afraid to bring your fears to him. Because if we just try to hide it, A, he already knows about it, and B, it's not going to do us any good service to hide it from the Lord. So seek his truth on all the fears. That's how you really can walk through it victorious another fear that i had and you did too you probably forgot it but i had a fear that it was going to be impossible for me to find a man of god who was so in love with the lord but who wasn't like (laughs) weird or nerdy i know that sounds bad but i wanted him to be attractive i wanted him to dress nice but still love the lord and enjoy all the same things that i enjoy doing but still love the lord like i thought I had to just find a man of God who is kind of boring to me and that I would end up being in a marriage that maybe I was like a little bored to be in and that perhaps I needed to lower my standards because there's no way that I can find someone who loves the Lord and is on fire for Jesus, but also has all the other things on my list. So with that, I would say... Bring your, your standards to the Lord. Make sure that they're biblical. If they're biblical standards, you hold on to it. And then let your request be made known to the Lord and leave it up to him. But just make sure that you're not settling because it can be easy when you're just like so eager to be in a relationship or to be in a marriage that you might not be waiting for God's best. So that's one I think a lot of Christians go through because we don't always see people that are... Just normal, normal 20-year-olds or normal 30-year-olds who also happen to be in love with Jesus that are godly and living yeah. for the Lord. They're there. They're out there. They're Trust there.
1: me. That's true, babes. I did have that fear mm-hmm. that I would have to settle in one area. It's like, do I choose mm-hmm. a girl that's crazy in love with Jesus or do I choose a girl that's super attractive but less in love with Jesus, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, I thought you can't have both. You can.
0: You can. Thank God. (laughs) Okay, last question. What did our time of singleness teach us the most? Like what what did we get out of it? What did we learn? What did we
1: learn? What did we get out of it? It's a good question.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I would say that just believe who God says that he is. I think, again, it's so easy for – Whatever you're fearing, whatever you're going through in your singleness, that chances are if you trace it back to the root, it might be pointing back to something with your relationship with the Lord like we talked about earlier. Maybe it's like a loneliness thing where he wants to fill that void or maybe it's fear that you don't think that it's marriage is for you. So I would say using that time to just seek the Lord on all of the emotions that you're feeling like that was the biggest takeaway from my time of singleness was that it truly did bring me closer to God because I didn't run from these fears. I didn't run from the emotions. Sometimes I did. I was not perfect. But all in all, I was seeking his truth. And I think the other thing, like we said earlier, it's like I learned that it's okay for it to just be me and God. And that's that's what it should be because even when you do get married, it is First and foremost, you and God. So I learned that I could live my life, to, quote unquote, on my own. Like mm-hmm. I could be independent, I could have fun, I could explore, I could enjoy life before being married, and that is okay. And that is that's the whole point because if you're a whole person with the Lord before you meet someone, that's the best way to enter a marriage because you're going to be whole and your person's going to be whole, and that's it. And lastly, which I kind of already said, it's that God is a good father. God is a good father. And if he has destined you for marriage, we talked about on another podcast, not everyone is created to be married, which can be a shocker to some people, but it's biblical. Some people are called into the ministry of singleness because they're able to serve the Lord with their whole hearts and in a different way and capacity. That's a topic for another day. So if you feel in your heart like the Lord is blessing you one day to get married, just know that he's a good father and that whatever season he has you and if you're in a season of waiting, it's for a reason and he has a purpose for it and to partner with him in that season to get every ounce of blessing, every ounce of learning, every ounce of truth that he has for you in that season and to not rush it and just trust that he's good. He keeps his promises and when the time is right according to what he knows, because he knows all things, that it will be worth it and you're going to look back and you're going to say, oh, (laughs) funny God, now I see why X, Y, and Z happened that way. Now I see why this took so long and it's all going to make sense and it will be worth it. And the things that you feared before, you're going to laugh about once you're in marriage. You're like, oh, I can't believe that I lost so many nights of sleep over that one thing. Look how it never stinking happened.
1: True. True. (sighs) You're crushing it today, babe. Really? I
0: feel like I was all over the place with that last one. I was like, and this, and this, and this, this. this. this.
1: I would say... uh, I would say the things that I learned the most is just living living with myself. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people that cannot be with themselves. That they don't Mm -hmm. know how to be alone. That's so good, babes. And they run into not even a relationship, doesn't have to be, they run into friendships. They just hang out with friends all the time. They just go out all the time. They just do fun stuff all Mm -hmm. the time Mm -hmm. because they don't know how to be with themselves alone, with their own thoughts in the quiet. So I learned how to do that, how to be alone, how to manage my, my thoughts, my time, this independence thing, and then it, it was the season for me where I actually built my relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. That was when I built foundations with the Lord. And I'm so, so, so grateful. Because it is it is so much different when you start building something mm-hmm. alone or you're, st- or you're already with another person. It's like Paul was talking about mm-hmm. it. You're kind of divided. Yeah. Because you want to give everything to the Lord, but you also want to give everything to that person. And... Uh, yeah that was the one thing and another thing that might be surprising to be honest there's i know a lot of people that i was looking uh around me and i was looking their lives that had super hard marriages and i i told myself shoot i don't want to rush it (laughs) that's so good so that's what i that's what i learned i don't want to rush Mm -hmm. this thing because it's a once in a lifetime you get married like that's it um
0: that's so good babes yeah i'm a huge proponent to learn from other people's mistakes and that is true i think we both did that during our singleness we're like either we learned from other people that were not in good relationships like before marriage and like what not to do uh what roads not to take and then also we had a different set of standards for marriage because we unfortunately saw marriages that weren't aspirational like we didn't want those types of marriages yeah so we knew what to work on in ourselves and then we knew what to kind of scan for in dating to be like okay like if this person is doing x y and z yeah yeah. i don't really want that in a future spouse
1: but you know what it comes with literally life years with years with wisdom as you you grow and with Time. time and you think i'm 20 years old well you know what i'm if if it's not a god god moment god given moment that it's so obvious and so supernatural that you should get married I would stinking advise to wait a bit more because Mm -hmm. let's be honest, guys mature Mm -hmm. so much. uh, They need so much longer later. They mature later Mm -hmm. emotionally. I'm talking about emotionally and they just cannot, like I would say I started growing emotionally when I was 27, 8.
0: Yeah, literally. I was going to say 28 and on is when I feel like I started to become a version of who I am today. Yeah. began
1: it began (laughs) began and that is so important can you imagine like discovering yourself going through life emotions you don't even know you think you know you have no idea what's in your heart it's it's like everything is still growing building and it at one point it starts coming out Mm -hmm. everything from the past it just starts coming out you're like whoa i need to work on this whoa Mm -hmm. i need to work on that stinking Wait! don't rush it you're gonna
0: yeah that's true babes
1: i one one friend of mine he he met this girl it's his wife now Mm -hmm. and uh the lord told him if you if you marry her now you're it's gonna be hard like you can wait Mm -hmm. and let me do some work on you or you can do it now but it's gonna be hard he decided to do it right now And it's been hard for him. Yeah. It's been really hard for him. But it was his decision. The Lord warned him. Even he says, like, he testifies about Mm -hmm, it, you know? mm -hmm. I was like, that was my decision. Mm -hmm. I could not wait. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But just don't rush it, guys. Just wait.
0: Yeah, 100%. Be on the Lord's timing on everything. Yeah. If you haven't met your person... It's different when you meet someone earlier in life. I can see why it's hard. But if you're single and you don't even have anyone in your life... It's actually a good thing.
1: It's a good it's thing. It's a good thing. Rejoice. I see that now. Yeah. In the
0: moment, you don't. You don't think that. You're like this sucks. It <laughs> Everyone's sucks. getting married. Whoa. This is not my life plan. I thought I'd be married by now, and I get that more than anyone could understand. I I, I get that, but seeing it now, I'm like, I am glad that it happened the way that it did. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we hope this was helpful. I know I enjoyed it. Because, again, we have so many single peeps that follow us on all the platforms. And I love that God has given us this community because I didn't have people like us like yeah. pouring into me as a single Christian. Yeah. It was really hard for me to find people. A lot of people were already married and they weren't really catering their content to single peeps. So it is an honor that yeah. we had this time to hopefully impart some wisdom and revelation that we have walked through with our own two feet (laughs) over the years
1: that's it that's it we we see you we love you Mm -hmm. we hear you we are praying for you we are with you and we are so grateful that we have this beautiful online community with all of you guys
0: yes love you guys
1: bye